Welcome to It's the Human Experience Podcast, hosted by Hazel Brown. A healthcare leader, wife, mom, and career coach. If you're big on authenticity, personal development, perseverance, and transparency, you're in the right place. Join Hazel each week as she shares stories and drops some gems or talks to successful professionals and business owners who've agreed to share the parts of success that typically gets X'd out on social media because that's the part you need to see and hear. The process. The process. Go ahead and subscribe. You don't want to miss out on these transparent stories and discussions that reveal highs, lows, aha moments, and nuggets that will help you to grow and glow. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for tuning in to the It's the Human Experience podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that follow button. That way you get notifications every time I drop an episode. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all things lessons learned from my mother. My mommy, that's what I call her. Listen, my mom was my everything. And for those of you that don't know, last year on June 23rd of 2022, I unexpectedly lost my mom six days after she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. It really took our family by storm considering my grandmother had lived till 93. So when it came to a long life and all the things, we definitely thought that mommy was going to be here a long time. And so I share that to say, as mothers, me being a mother myself, one thing we don't prepare our children for is living without us. We prepare them for so many things, but going through life without our presence is something that we were not prepared for. My mom had seven kids. I'm one of seven on my mother's side. And though I lost my father back in 2018, I didn't understand what grief was. I didn't go through that stage of grief. My mom was my best friend. She was my confidant. She was my rooter. She was my supporter. She's been there from day one and has always been there in my corner. On her birthday, which is March 23rd, she would have been 70 this year, I wanted to record an episode to really speak about some of the life lessons that she's taught me to help other people really flourish and understand. Because not just because she was my mother, she's a phenomenal woman in the sense that everything she stood for is about selflessness giving back, believing in God, and moving forward and being resilient no matter what. So let's go ahead and jump into the episode. So a lot of her values definitely resonate with me in the sense that I'm all about making sure that I'm providing a positive impact in the lives of others. Anyone that I touch, they know that it's all about transparency, authenticity. Listen, we're going to talk about some God, like all the things. And so definitely learned a lot from my mom when it comes to that. One of her biggest pillars definitely was spirituality and just her love for God. And I share that to say, when you think about the life balance, well, there are different components in it. If you're not familiar with it, I'll make sure that I add it to the show notes so that you can be able to download it and make sure that you complete it for yourself, right? And so kind of speaking about the life balance, well, there's a bucket for spirituality. There's making sure that you're focused on love and family. There's fun and recreation. There's work, career slash business. There's also finance. There's health, emotional wellness, and physical health, as well as mental health. And so those are just different components that must be balanced in your life, as best as we can, at least, for your life, right? I might prioritize fun. You might prioritize work. Someone else might prioritize spirituality. There's no one size fit all. It's making sure that it's aligned for your life. 
So for my mom, spirituality was definitely her biggest pillar in terms of her value system and what was important to her. And so we were always in church. (laughs) Listen, mommy was always at the altar. Let's talk about that. My 11-year-old self would see my mom go up to the altar and just faint at the altar feeling so embarrassed, like, girl, what are you doing in your nightlife? Granted, she was not going to nobody's club. But in my 11-year-old mind, I thought that because you're kind of bowing down to God at that level, you were repenting. Listen, that was my infant mind, so please ignore me. (laughs) Definitely my infant mind. I was like, mommy, what are you doing? Like, "Mm, I'm gonna need you to fix that. But as I got older, I started to realize God was so good the way that he showed up for her. The fact that she's a single mother taking care of seven kids and her parents, right? She was taking care of her parents financially, going back and forth to Jamaica to make sure that she's there to spend time with them, support them, and provide money financially to make sure that they're okay. And so when she thought about just how she's able to do that, her resilience, and just the way God shows up in her life, Clearly, she couldn't do anything but honor him. And it wasn't until I became an adult where I would call her and I would say, mommy, you wouldn't believe the way that this person was connected to this person and how because I've done a good deed, that person remembered and this just played out for me in such a great way, had no idea it would come back the way it did. And it's like God shows up tenfold. Listen, I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. Thank you, mommy. Like she would say, when God is for you, who could be against you? After God showing up for her family and her friends, anything dealing with love was definitely next on her priority list. My mom was the kind of person that she is not going to make you question whether or not she cares about you. She's going to show you that she cares about you. One thing that I realized in hindsight, we used to always be so critical of how mommy just listened to everyone's problems and was there for everyone. And we would say things to her like, mommy, you can't take on everyone's problems. Some things you just have to leave alone. And I think her way of being so compassionate and being a good listener really helped her truly understand just the amount of problems and things that happens in the world. And so it gave her a level of sensitivity in terms of being humble, having empathy, and understanding that life isn't always perfect. Things are not going to be 100% the way we want it to. And I think that her ability to listen and show up for others, be in their corners and not be so quick to judge or provide a solution really allowed her to be the kind of person that people love talking to because she wasn't judging you. She's really just listening and trying to be there to support you as that shoulder. And that is something that I would say that with my mom, she always would say, don't give me my flowers while I'm dead. Give them to me now. And she did that for everyone that she touched. She gave them their flowers and we reciprocated it and gave her her flowers. So I feel confident in knowing that even with her being gone, she knew we loved her. All of her children, she knew how we felt about her because we showed her. Listen, mommy was nice, but her cutoff game was strong. Her cutoff game was mean. And I quickly picked that up. Listen, mommy's the kind of person where she taught me 
that never wear out your welcome. Make sure you can sense someone's energy because sometimes people don't tell you how they feel, but they'll show you how they feel. So you better sit back and watch. And so for me, it was always important to make sure from a friendship standpoint that I looked at the way mommy's friends showed up for her. Mommy's friends were rooters and supporters also. Listen, if they needed anything, she was there. And if she needed anything, they were there. And so that's the only way I see a friendship should happen is it should be reciprocated in the sense that no judgment, rooters, supporters, let's be here for each other. Let's tell it like it is because mommy was not playing. She's going to tell you like it is. Mommy is the kind of person that would say things like, I got to tell you, I'm your mother. And even when it came to her friends, she's going to tell them the truth. She's not going to talk behind their back. She's not going to sit there and hold things back. She's going to let you know how it is. And you guys are going to move on from there. Because honestly, what kind of friend are you if you can't be honest with the person that you're supposed to be friends with, family with, whatever the case may be? So I quickly realized that it was very important to have some sense of discernment while still making sure sure that you're not the kind of person that you're a yes person and telling people what they want to hear as opposed to being honest with them in a gentle way so that they can show up as their best self. So at some point, having seven kids work is going to have to be a topic. So in Jamaica, my mom was an accountant. She worked for Publix Works. She came here and then she worked as a home health aide and then went back to school at 49 and became a respiratory therapist. She was proud of being a respiratory therapist. Listen, mommy would have her Facebook post with her lab coat and all the things, her stethoscope. And I'm like, mommy, like, why? Why? Did you graduate again, honey? Like, why is your graduation picture on your profile page again? But she was proud. And I really admired that. Like, it didn't matter that she was 49 going back to school. She wanted to show her kids and her grandkids that you never give up. You never stop. You keep going. And for me, I had to go to my mom many times as I moved up the career ladder. And just being from the islands, if you don't know, career, education, business, those things are imperative because that is a ticket that gets you better life for yourself and your family. Back in 2018, we had a conversation about, mommy, you know, it's like I've been climbing up this mountain and I get to the top of the mountain and I look around and there's all these other mountains. And I was referring to the education career mountain. I felt like I'd been climbing it for so long and society as well as my mother had prioritized it so much that I focused so much on that only to realize that there were so many other things that I needed to focus on happening simultaneously in my life. And so in that conversation, I shared with her that, you know what, even though my priority based on society and my upbringing and molding that you provided me really focused a lot on education and career, I'm thankful that that was the foundation separate from spirituality because that allowed me to be able to create the kind of life that I would like and then just kind of level set, right? And be able to understand what is important to me and move on from that. And so of course I went through therapy and I tried to make sure that I really got a good sense of who I was as a person because it's very important that we do that. Think about our ancestors 
investors and them having to focus so much on work, not having time to really reflect and think about who they are. We had many conversations where she would say, honey, you're teaching me because we talk about purpose and the importance of it, really pulling that veil back and understanding who you are. So lots of good, deep conversations, but definitely very much a good understanding of why education was a priority for her. And so moving on from education, I started really focusing on my career more. I actually started a business in 2014. It was actually called Just Be You 24-7 when I first started out. It was really just about removing the veil and being your best self. My mom actually was at one of my vendor events, always my cheerleader, right? When I was recording YouTube videos, we would talk about the concept that was coming to my mind and I would go record them and she would just share how proud she was. Then as I've kind of started establishing my business um, in terms of the foundation and really helping like with career coaching and just doing all sorts of meetup groups and different things, my mom would say to me, honey, the higher the monkey climb is the more is about to because I would end up saying things like, mommy, it's a lot trying to balance all these things. Like, mm, I actually have a clip of her saying that. I'm going to play it for you guys. They hired a monkey climb them when Batty exposed. Batty are bottom. Or they call it backside, but they don't want to say that. So it's just a Batty. <laughs> <laughs> And what she meant by that was kind of like the saying that to whom much is given, much is required. And so as you work to move up your ladder in terms of accomplishing your goals, you have to know that there's going to be more people in your business. You're going to get more tests and there's going to be more things to balance in terms of everything on your plate or what have you. But it was really good in her just laying that foundation for me to understand that as I work towards my goals, it doesn't mean that you're aligned with your goals. Life gets easier. Like, honey, that's not the way it happens. And she was very clear about letting me know that. Listen, mommy covered a lot of things in her lectures every day on the way to school. When I was in high school, before I got my car, we was going to have a lecture. She was going to tell me about something because she was a teaching mom. I would say things like, mommy, what do you like doing for fun? She would say, fun? A what a Listen, I quickly had to realize that I was not going to pick up that lesson, that page in her book, because we're going to have to learn to enjoy life and have fun. And so in 2014, I actually took her back to Jamaica and it was really nice being able to spend time with her. And if you know anything about island folks, the only place they think they can go for vacation is back to their hometown. So that's why that made sense for her. After she passed, I had moments where I wasn't sure just how much sense it made to keep fighting, to keep going, to keep trying, because my biggest cheerleader, my biggest supporter, my biggest, oh, hey, so I'm so proud of you was gone. And that was very difficult for me because to a certain degree, I felt like I lost a part of my history in her passing. She knew our struggles. She knew what we went through together as a family. And so knowing my history and being gone. That was really difficult for me. But then I had a turning point where I had to learn that I still have life. I still have to keep going. I am still a part of her legacy. My family's a part of her legacy. Her other children are a part of her legacy. And we all must continue to rise. Still, I rise, right? And so that's what I decided to do. And it was just some meaningful clips that I had from her that helped me to understand that mommy wouldn't want me to do anything other than to keep going. I remember a conversation that we had on June 9th. This was 14 days before she passed away. 
something had happened where somebody had reached out to me and shared how they perceived me and felt about me. I brought the information back to my mom and she said to me, Hazel, I am so lucky and blessed to have a child like you. Let the world experience you. Don't dim your light. Let the world experience you. Those words stood with me for months afterward at my lowest points where I wasn't sure how to stand up. It were those words and the clips that helped me to remember who I am and whose I am. So I'm going to insert the clip so you could hear from her yourself when it comes to her perception of what it is that I was doing and just how much she loves seeing other people win. Good morning, darling. Things happen when you put out the work, really. As I told her, she made the family proud in the same way. You make the family proud, you know, and I love that. Very good. All right, darling. See, oh, now build up the family, make the family nice and look pretty. It is good. You know, that's a blessing, man. Okay, darling. You know, we talked about so many things, but the one thing we didn't talk a lot about is health. Considering my mom passed away from cancer six days after being diagnosed with stage four cancer, we have to talk about it, right? One of the biggest things that I remember is my mom always saying, girl, if I told you everything I was feeling, and she would always live by a motto that you have to grunt and bear. Specifically with my stepfather, like he's going to tell you if his eyelash hurt, kind of like my daughter. And so she would always say to him, like, if I complained every time I was in pain, I would never stop complaining. And I share that because in hindsight, that stands out so much because as women, we are so focused on being selfless and helping and improving the means of all these different things that we put ourselves behind. Don't be like my mom. Don't put yourself behind. Don't grunt and bear. Let people know when you're not feeling well. When it's too much, take a break. Go to sleep. Pause. Go to the doctor. And in my mom's case, she was seeing a GI specialist. She was going to do her blood work. She was going to the doctor. This was definitely something that was missed on their part. The reason why as a family, we decided not to move forward in that direction is I am thankful that my mom lived 69 years. I am thankful she was my mother. And I don't want to remember her legacy fighting for what they did to her as a victim. But I still will share that it's very important that if you're feeling any kind of pain, ailment, or whatever the case may be, bring it up to your doctor. If they don't listen to your voice, find another doctor. If they don't listen to your voice, you find another doctor. The only person that knows what your homeostasis feels like is you. You've been with you however long you've been alive. My mom was with her for 69 years. So when she felt that things were off, Despite doctors not realizing what was really going on with her, it is important that you own your voice and you let your voice be heard. So by this point, you can see why I love my mom so much, but I want to share some clips and voices of her loved ones. So let's get into it. My aunt always said living humble and being ourselves is the best route to have a happy life and a peace of mind in this world. Mommy would always say, well, it may not be perfect. And that made me realize quickly that 
life isn't perfect and it's not supposed to be. And everything that we go through is just another chapter for what mommy would say was my best seller to come. She didn't sell me a dream. I knew life unfortunately had disappointments and that prepared me. In the meantime, she taught us to be grateful for what we had because it could be far more worse. And she let me know that God was with me and he'll see me through it. And he did just that. You'll never find happiness if you only expect to find a perfect life. And I'd say that's one of the greatest lessons of the many lessons that she taught me. One thing my grandma's always taught all her grandkids and her kids, that you can never be selfish. If you can serve for one, it can serve for all. Listen, he's not lying. I used to be like, honey, share your food, not mine's. Mom always told me to love who I am and accept my imperfection no matter what others have to say about it. Those are strong words that I always live by and always remember. And she will always be my heart. I would say the main thing that I learned from Grandma was, as I'm sure a lot of people are saying, is how to treat people, you know, and just being consistent and genuine and treating people well and how big of an impact treating people well could have on them. You know, 20 years later, people come out with stories about grandma and just, it's just a constant theme of her being a great person that treated people the way that she wanted to be treated. Don't ever let somebody get to you. Let their negative energy go past you. See, it's not just me. It's just the kind of person she was. When I say the best, the best. She was so loving. She was so sweet. She she was just the nicest, like, little thing. And I remember every single summer, we used to go down there for, like, a month and spend, like, so much time together. Like, it's kind of hard thinking about because Grandma would always put us first. And, um, she was always so nice. Like, a few times I've seen her mad before. But that was like it, like at least like two times. She's so loving. One thing that she's taught me throughout the years is to be grateful for what you have. I can't admit I am spoiled. So like I'm living a good life. So we still all love her and we still like she would always be in our hearts forever. So I do want to apologize for my son in the background. Clearly, he's living his best life, just like my daughter said. He did share that his grandmother taught him how to stir porridge. That was one of his biggest lessons and takeaways because he loves her porridge. She's like one of the three little bears, apparently. My mom, Jasmine Webb, have taught me so much valuable life lessons. The most outstanding one is always do the best for your children. You know, if you don't have it to give... Just be there for them, to talk to them and encourage them. She also teach me how to be kind. You know, she, she always says, always remember to give. Yeah, she did always say, remember to give. Listen, mommy was so unseized in church. She was so unseized with anyone that she felt that needed help. Even if she didn't have it to give, she would take off a shirt off her back to help anyone in need. That is the kind of person that she was. Funny and true, even in her last days, like I say last days as in literally single digit days, she was still very vibrant in terms of her sense of humor. I remember her getting the paramedics called the last time she was at her home 
And I made it to the ER. I'd flew from Vegas to uh, Fort Lauderdale to be with her, uh, not thinking anything was happening, planning on spending the summer with her to help her kind of get her health back together. And I remember walking into the hospital and I'd just gotten my hair done the day before. And she saw me and she said, I'm so glad you did your hair. And I looked at her like, lady, you worried about my hair right now? Of all the things to be worried about. And then she said to me, and I'm glad you cut my hair too. And I share that to say that my mom always believed in showing up as your best and putting your best foot forward never stopping until it was over, over in the sense that you literally couldn't do anymore. Not to misconstrue me saying to pause when you need to, but know the difference between when your mind is telling you that you can't do it because you're allowing limiting beliefs to set in and when your body physically cannot do it. One of the reasons recording this episode was so important is not just because we're celebrating her heavenly birthday, not just because she was a phenomenal woman, but also because one of her goals was to write a book. My entire childhood, I saw her taking notes and writing down everything that was happening in everyone's life because she was going to write a book. So while this is not a book, this is definitely a way of showing mommy's favorite saying, love is the master key and spreading the love so that you can take away some of the lessons that she share with us that I can hope contributes to you in a positive way to help you grow and glow into your best self. We love you, great grandma. We miss you. Thanks for tuning in to Lessons Learned from My Mother. I hope this episode was everything you hoped for. Go ahead and write us a review and follow us so that you don't miss another episode. We hope you caught all those gems. So here for all of it. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a gem. Write a review so that we know to keep bringing you episodes like this. And check us out online at itsthehumanexperience.com to keep up with us. Keep growing and glowing. Catch you on the next episode.